Well, hi, and thanks for tuning into this episode of Gab and Grow. Today, we're going to be talking about something scary, um, how to talk to your roommates. So why is that so scary? Well, we're going to get to that in a minute. But for now, I want to introduce the folks who are going to be helping us on this journey. So joining us here in the studio, along with Pete Puccio, who's our magnificent engineer, are two people who know a bit about this subject of talking to people, Jacob Rock who is an RA in Litchfield Hall. Mm-hmm. Hi, Jacob. Hi, how's it going, Mary Beth? Uh, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Good. And Andrea Pereira, did I say that right? You did, thanks. Oh, thank God. Who <laughs> so I'm going to call Dre for the rest of this because it's just so much easier for me. <laughs> who is our new RD in Newberry Hall. So welcome to the, welcome to Gavin Grow. Yeah, <laughs> thanks Very for having cool. us. I'm excited. So, you know, I, I talked earlier about this idea of talking to your roommate being scared scary and it is for a lot of people so do you have thoughts about why it's so scary um well from the perspective of say it's a freshman just mm-hmm. moving in i think that first um meeting each other and those first impressions obviously could always be uncomfortable um worrying if they might not like you or you're worried or convinced you're not going to like them and just sharing a room together and yeah. all that could probably be a, a scary idea yeah uh, yet all summer to think about it yeah <laughs> um and I think from the context of, say, there's a problem going on, mm-hmm. we're past the meeting stage, and it's just, in every context, not many people enjoy confrontation yeah. or having those tough conversations. So I think um, pretty fair on why it could be an uncomfortable or scary situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think <laughs> all of that and kind of just going into the unknown, especially mm-hmm. speaking more so for first-year students, mm-hmm. you don't know this person or perhaps the majority of students moving in won't know who they're living with for the first time. And so if you've had the privilege of living in your own room for the majority, if not all of your life, mm-hmm. going in and then having to share some really, really close quarters yeah. with an absolute stranger could be quite terrifying, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking back to my first year uh, moving in with a roommate. I had no idea who she was. Um, she didn't have any form of social media, which I don't know why was more scary to me than, <laughs> <laughs> than having to look her up and find something outrageous and just thinking, oh my gosh, is she going to be weird? Yeah, is she going to be yeah. friendly? Is she going to absolutely hate me and make sleeping miserable? Is she going yeah. to stare at me while I sleep? I don't know. I, <laughs> and I've, I've always had my own room, so, yeah. or for the majority of my life, I should say, have that, had that privilege, um. So just sharing your most intimate mm-hmm. space with someone right. yeah. is scary. Yeah. You know, I'm, I've been around for a while. So when I, when I went to school, there was no such thing as social media <laughs> or phones that you carried with you where you went or computers even at right. that point in time. So, so, you know, we had no information on roommates and when I moved in I found out that I wasn't just sharing my room with one person I was in a five-person room not a five-person suite a five-person room so there were five of us thrown together (laughs) in this room and goodness and you talk about some of the things like you know people staring at you while you're sleeping (laughs) happened to me you know one of our one of my roommates um she was just odd and and she when two of the roommates would go to class in the morning, she would like get out of their bed and go sleep in 
out of her bed and go sleep in their bed. I mean, she, she oh. yeah, we just had, we had weird things going on. So, <laughs> you know, it can be really odd and, and difficult to just adjust to some of those things, you know, and finding your way there. You know, now, as we're doing this, our students have already moved into mm -hmm. the halls and, you know, they're getting, this is probably going to air next week and you might be listening to it way down the road too. But, um, you know, like you said, they may know some things about their roommate because they got that information beforehand and they were able to, you know, spy on them through the joys of Google and Facebook and Instagram mm -hmm. and Snapchat and you mm -hmm. know, all the other millions of things. And, you know, a lot of times people think, well, this is going to work. And sometimes people go, this is not going to work at all. And, and they've made their minds up well before, yeah. you know, they even get here. So, um, you know, how does that work for for helping students through that? You know, especially if they thought things were going to work and it's maybe not as easy as they thought. Or, you know, if they've come in with an idea that it's just never going to work and mm -hmm. and you're working through that. I mean, you have to do a lot of that yeah. with students. Um, my first thought would be, and we might be past this point for them, but I feel like a lot of times, and again, not just with this exact mm -hmm. context, but we come into situations with a negative mindset and we hinder the possibility of ever having a good experience because we already cut it out. We were yeah. already established that this isn't going to work. You know, they're not going to like me in this context or I'm not going to get along with them. I'm not going to share a room. And you, you just you take out the possibility of maybe having a great relationship with mm -hmm. your roommate and having a great time. Um, and obviously, like social media, I've, me and Dre could probably agree, isn't always an accurate representation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Of who someone Never is as an is. individual. Yeah, Never. very rarely is it an accurate, honest um, reflection of who yeah. that individual is. Um, and so I guess you try to, if you already have that prejudgment, which is completely, I think we all have that, yeah. um, just try to put that in the back seat and get to know them, have conversations. Mm -hmm. It might be a little awkward at first, but, you know, just get through it and just try to keep your judgments kind of in the back seat yeah. and just get to know them. Yeah, I think... Um one of the things that, that we've been doing the last few years to really, we've been doing it for a long time, but I think we've tried to formalize it in the last couple of years is, is that idea of getting people to talk to each other right away mm -hmm. through doing roommate contracts and right. things. And I know you've had some experience right. doing that yes. with people, um, Jacob. Mixed, mixed uh, reviews yeah. on the <laughs> roommate agreements. I actually brought one with me. Yeah. Um, and it, cover, it covers a lot. Um, if you're listening to this, you've probably seen one before. Um, they have the freshman one on Midtown and the West Side ones. And they, they pretty much go over everything. Um, I feel like a common problem we run into is they write down what they think is like the best answer mm -hmm. and not so much what's the honest answer. Yeah. Like, we're going to clean every day. We're going to throw out the trash. We're going to dust. I know you're not dusting. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're not going to be dusting. Like, like come on. So, we do have like three students who will do that every yeah, day. So, yes, yeah. true. That is true. Some some like to keep it nice yeah. and neat. But uh, for the, the mass, vast majority, um, I feel like if they're a little more, if they communicate more while doing them and really took advantage yeah. of it, um, I think it's a great segue into mm -hmm. getting to know the person and actually establishing boundaries yeah. and not just saying what you think, you know, the RA is looking for mm -hmm. or the RD is looking for. Yeah, I think it might be a good idea, too. You know, we're trying to do this with people right at the start of things because mm -hmm. you want to kind of get a baseline to go from. Right. But when you're in your first couple of days at school and you're trying to do this all 
and you don't know what your schedule is like right. and you don't know what your workload is going to be like, you can say, I plan to, you know, put my clothes in this hamper and, that is very true. and yeah. clean off the floor every, every day. I'm going to do that. And then, you know, it gets to week three and you're doing papers and getting ready right. for those first tests and things. And, yeah. and that's not quite so easy. So being able to come back to it then and say, yeah. you know, I realize I'm maybe not living up to this. Right. So right. can we talk about and what's more the, yeah. realistic? And which is yeah. completely, uh, completely understandable. And some, some residents do, but again, most don't use it as a tool. Yeah. Like I think we intend to. And just one thing, I know a few residents from last year, they would stress clean. You know, yeah. they're having a busy week. And I know one resident, I think it was like every Thursday. Thursday was her day to clean. <laughs> Nothing got in the way. Like yeah. She would get dinner and then she would clean. Um, so if you somehow relieve stress that way, it, maybe do it that way. And, uh, yeah, that's never going to be the case for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely not for me either, but it worked for her. Yeah. And she really was adamant about getting yeah. that done. So, um, yeah, whatever works. Yeah, that would probably be my biggest tidbit about the roommate agreements, because we do them so early on in the semester. I think they're due October 15th for everyone in hall, something like that. Mm -hmm. So they have probably a month to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, But things change. And for me, the biggest thing, honestly, in all of life, aside from food and water, I tell this to people, is communication. Mm -hmm. So nothing's going to work if you're not communicating with your roommate. And I think the best position to have on the roommate agreement and you kind of mentioned this mb mary beth um is that it needs to be revisited so Mm -hmm. saying let's do this um and then let's go back to this in a month or two weeks whatever Mm -hmm. let's constantly revisit it because right right now things might be going swell and you know i clean every thursday but then life happens Mm -hmm. and things don't always get in so communication and understanding that it might not always be up to par but things are always open to amendments and you can amend the roommate agreement if you're both open Mm -hmm. to that and figuring out the ebbs and flow it's not a a one and done contract yeah right well and i think that's the that's the thing i mean when we when we think about it we think here's a contract and it's done and this is what we're going to have to live by but like you said life gets in the way Mm -hmm. things change you know you may have to pick up a class or you may lose something you may need to pick up more hours at work there are all kinds of things that are going to impact what you said you were going to do and and so we don't do enough talking sometimes about talking mm-hmm. you yeah. know and and <laughs> that idea of communication with people and it's i think it's much harder for people to have just a one-on-one conversation today than comparatively maybe speaking it was yeah i i think i'd agree with that too um I mean, you could send a text or, you mm-hmm. know, you could do it from a computer screen or your phone. And I, I think I wouldn't know from obviously your day, yeah. but I would, I think, agree with that, too. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people nowadays are scared of those uncomfortable mm-hmm. conversations. And they just, I mean, it's fine to be scared of them, but they really just won't have them. I've already had multiple residents yeah. kind of have some small issues with their residents. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, have you spoken to uh, him about it? Yeah. And he's like, no, I don't like confrontation. I was like, completely understandable, but... You know, that happens in life. You got to have these uncomfortable conversations and maybe it's a simple fix. Yeah. Because he, he already, he's already decided he wants a new roommate. Yeah. I was like, we could talk to him about it. I could go with you and we could talk about it. Yeah. And we're on day five, you know. Yeah. And I, <laughs> but he's, but he's adamant on, he doesn't yeah. want to have a conversation. And I was like, yeah. I think 
you know? I, I think we, we put so much emphasis on it being a confrontation rather than a conversation. I was just going to say that. Were you really? I was, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that's, that's it. You know, we, we just have this idea that if somebody's doing something that annoys us or something, to talk with them about it is going to be, a, you know, a confrontation right, and right. a fight. And, and frequently, you know, and I've, I've been doing this work in housing for over 30 years, most often... Your roommate has no idea mm-hmm. what's irritating you. None. <laughs> everything that's Same coming page. out of your mouth. I'm like, I'm waiting to say everything that's coming out of your mouth. And it reminds me of, I was going to share a story about my first year roommate. Mm-hmm. And um, she was an architecture major. And so, which equates to very little to no sleep on most mm-hmm. nights for her and going into the studio. And I know that she would do work in our room often, and she kept her bedside light on. And I remember every night I would lay there and little, that 18, light little in your 18-year-old me. <laughs> it wasn't even shining in my face. Yeah. She positioned it pretty well to be out of the way, yeah. but I would just look at it and seethe every yeah. night. <laughs> and just be like, why can't she turn that light off or, yeah. like, leave the room? And it got so bad to the point where I'm like, I need to confront her on this, right? Like the big, yeah. that word, confrontation. Yeah. And and I went up, brought it up to her, and it was probably like a two-second conversation. <laughs> yeah. She was like, oh, my bad, Dre. I usually fall asleep with that on accidentally. Like, <laughs> I'll just turn it off. Or yeah. she started doing work in like the common area. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, wow, I, I got sleepless, <laughs> yeah. like literally seething, yeah. so upset about it. And she had no clue because yeah. I would just lay there and not say anything. Well, and that's that's the thing. We we worry so much about it and then it starts to annoy us and, and we've never said anything about it. You know, it, I had I had a roommate my sophomore year, still one of my best friends, and and she she her mother would call every Wednesday morning. Every Wednesday morning. She went home every weekend, but her mom would call her every Wednesday morning at like 6.15 in the morning. No. And and she was on the top bunk, and she used to keep herself like folded in a cocoon in the bed. She would literally like slide down from the top into the bed. So she couldn't get out very easily when the phone rang. And I am somebody who the phone drives nuts. Yeah. So if it's rung more than once... It makes me crazy, and so I would always get the phone and, and answer it, and i she'll be here in a minute to her mother. And, <laughs> and finally, in April, they both said, You're, is, are mornings just tough for you? And I'm like, you call every Wednesday, and she never picks up the phone. Does it maybe not occur to you that that she's not out of bed yet, and I'm not out of bed yet, and I don't want to answer the phone call. So, you know, after that, we were like, oh, okay, I can call an hour later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and so, but it took till April because we were just, you know, dancing around Mm -hmm. talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think about it often, too, like, if most people are coming from homes where they're living with their families or whoever they may be living with, and I think about when something bothers me at home, uh, when I'm home, I live with my parents and my older sister. I'd, and I 
think of the comparisons, I'm like, I don't see. I just, I'm like, stop that. Yeah, yeah that's 100% true. <laughs> and I know yeah. them and I love them. And, you know, mm-hmm. we can very easily just vocalize right mm-hmm. in the moment yeah. if something's bothering us without a second thought. And they're like, okay, all right. Like, yeah. and like who yeah. ate my takeout? Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. And it And it's so different when it's a stranger because we feel like we have to... Yeah. You know, yeah, tip you, to you don't around. Want to come off as yeah, you know, pushy or yeah. like mean or something. Trying like that. to be polite, yeah. but really, at the end of the day, just tell, just tell someone. Yeah. There's a happy if, middle. I, yeah, well, I was gonna yeah. say, I think, mm-hmm. I think we're I mean, all snap humans, but yeah. we we have this impression that, you know, if we have roommates, we're gonna have to like them, and you know, we do a lot to try to match people. We mm-hmm. ask you questions on your applications about your habits. Are you, you know. Are you clean or messy? Do you sleep late and and wake up early? Mm-hmm. Do you do you study with music on or mm-hmm. the TV or something? So we ask these things and try to match people, but we don't always have the opportunity to match you perfectly. Um, depending on when you get your stuff on and when assignments are made, you could get somebody who doesn't match with you at all. Right. Um, you know, and so it's just it's just figuring out that. You can still have that conversation, right. I guess, and that's the. It's a not wait. Yeah. I mean, you could, but might as well just nip it. When you just wait, it it gets annoying. Now you know there are other things, and we'll talk about this in a minute. If it just keeps going on and you've addressed it and things, then there are other mm-hmm. things you can do. Right. But, um, you know, there was a we have some stuff in the residence life guide about which you should all read um, about, <laughs> about living with a roommate and being a good roommate. And I wanted to read some of them and kind of, you know, get your thoughts about them. One is clean up after yourself. Okay, fair <laughs> yeah. 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 I, you know, when you're sharing that small space, I was always much neater when I lived in one of my res hall rooms than I was at my home, 100%. you know, because yeah, it was too. my space versus a space I was sharing and that other people were, in and out of frequently, you know, right. so I always thought that was a good one. Um, trying to be respectful of your roommate's wishes, especially like if they have a big test coming up to maybe be quieter in the room right. or give them some time by themselves. Um, don't break your roommate's things. <laughs> don't use your roommate's things without their permission. Yep. Um, be kind to your roommate. Don't judge people by their social media profiles. Right. <laughs> Um, you know, one of the things I think we get a lot of is visitors to the room, boyfriends and girlfriends sometimes, but sometimes just other people in and out of your room. That's one of those things we talk about in, in the roommate contract about, you know, having those discussions. When is it okay to have people in who can come and go? Mm -hmm. Nobody should be in there if the roommate isn't there with them. Those kinds of things are there. Other things I'm missing on, you know, asking visitation kinds of questions uh i think i mean there it goes in a little more detail uh where will they sleep if they're visiting um how much notice is needed Mm. uh different rules for significant others versus just regular uh visitors and such so yeah yeah, it goes into goes into depth here yeah um i think with visitors an important tidbit is you know, that's a weird one. It's hard, too, especially if you're not living in a suite and you just live in a single room. Yeah. Like, that is literally your space. So having someone come in um, can be uncomfortable. To, but I always think, you know, what would I want for myself, right? Like, right. my first-year roommate, yeah. um, 
had her boyfriend sleeping over a lot and I was so annoyed by that I'm like who is this strange man I don't know uh-huh. sleeping in a bed like six feet away from me yep. um but then when it came time to when I wanted my significant other over I was doing the same exact thing so uh-huh. make sure to not hold double standards yeah. right. and what yeah. what would you want for yourself yeah and again, it's having that conversation about it yeah. so that you, you know, you've talked about it and you know what people's, and, and you might not know that right away. Mm-hmm. You might not know that until somebody's boyfriend or girlfriend has been there for, you know, a weekend or something. And then you're like, mm, yeah, I'm not as comfortable as I thought I was going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, what do, what do I want? And is that reasonable? And start thinking about that for yourself and then have that discussion with your with your roommate too. So, you know, let's, let's say you, we've heard all these suggestions and things and, and we've tried talking and we've tried, you know, this stuff and it just isn't working and it's more than five days maybe. So, (laughs) so, you know, what, what then, what can students do? So, um, if, the RA, your RA doesn't already know about it. I would encourage talking to them mm-hmm. about it. Um, they'll be more than willing to listen and try to maybe problem solve. Uh, if the solutions they suggest you've already attempted, maybe they can go in if this isn't one of them that you already tried. And uh, we have roommate mediations with the RA and we kind of guide the conversation and like how we can go about fixing it and all that and addressing the problem. Um, I guess if that doesn't do it, then you could talk to the RD and then possibly look into a roommate switch. Um, but I feel like more often than not, like we keep saying, communication mm-hmm. and effort on both both mm-hmm. parties um, could really fix a majority of issues instead of jumping straight to, I want out of here. Yeah. There's, there's multiple avenues. Yeah. I think sometimes that's it's easy and we think it's going to resolve things and it doesn't always resolve things because you're probably going to have some of the same issues with the next roommate that you have, and you still have to have those Mm -hmm. conversations Mm -hmm. and things too. You know, we've talked a lot about first-year students here, but these things are also the same kinds of issues Mm -hmm. that that returning students have. You know, they're still, still, even though most cases they've chosen their roommates, you know, it's, it's very different living with two of you in a room, and then all of a sudden you're with four or five people in an apartment, and... And, you know, we talked a little in the the other um, episode that we just did about living on your own, about the cleaning and Mm -hmm. the, you know, all those things. So you kind of geometrically advance those issues that come up when you add so many more people into the mix. Right. Uh, It could just multiply the the same issues mm -hmm. we've been talking about. And a lot of people maybe haven't lived with each other, but your yeah. best friends. And yeah. I feel like you see this a lot where you think it's going to be great living <laughs> with each other and you get along yeah. so well. And then you live with that person. You're like, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. We just just um, just different live, living habits and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, or maybe you were freshmen living together and maybe you didn't communicate um, com- communicate well and you let some problems slide. And then now we get into this next year or third year, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and you're living in a suite together, and it kind of just reaches a breaking point. Yeah. And so it just, I think it all goes back to just setting boundaries and communicating yeah. um, is the best way to go about it. When you reach that breaking point, I've seen it happen a lot, and especially for people who choose their roommates. I often see people go the route of passive aggressiveness. Mm -hmm. So, oh, you didn't take out the trash this week. I'm going to tie it up and put it by the door so it just stinks up the whole apartment for a few days. 
Um, and I've seen a few different approaches to this. I think the best one that I've witnessed my own friends do and with myself is obviously you don't want to reach that point where things are just a little chaotic mm -hmm. and you want to move out. But if you do do that, you have to have you have to. There's no beating around the bush anymore. You have to have that all roommate or just two roommates, suite, whatever meeting mm -hmm. and sit down and really get to the the bottom of it. You right. can have yeah. your RA there for supervision or mediation. Um, but you need to start getting methodical. Yeah. And perhaps I've seen people make schedules and post it up and holding each other accountable. So rotations on who's taking out mm -hmm. the trash, rotations for certain chores, and make sure you do them. Um, because then there were even more issues when they had that schedule, but someone was skipping out on the yeah. toilet cleaning or said they did, but clearly they didn't. So having that conversation, and I don't like to use the word strict. I don't want to use that because it seems... I don't want it to sound like militant, but yeah. you have to you have to be a little bit yeah. strict. Just holding mm -hmm. each other accountable. You have to right? yeah. absolutely make that schedule if it really comes down yeah. to it. If you've done if you've exhausted all other efforts, you need to start being more direct. Skip the passive aggressiveness; it never works. It just yeah. causes a lot of resentment amongst what could have been a really great group of friends. Yeah. You know, there are a couple things I want to touch base on, and we're quickly running out of time. But one of the things I I want to emphasize to all of our students is that. Um, you know, it's it's your job living here to take care of these situations. You know, a, a lot of folks turn to their parents to really help take care of it, and they're they're not living here. They're not mm -hmm. part of it, and they are great at being able to listen to what's going on, being able to give you some advice, maybe helping you kind of work your way through what your conversation wants to be in things. But but it's you have to do the hard work of it, and and. It is hard work and it's difficult and sometimes scary to do this. Um, your RAs and RDs can help you, you know, practice those conversations. I can't tell you the number of times that we've had students stop in and say, I need to tell my roommate this, you know, what's the best way to do it? And so we talk about strategies and things and, mm -hmm. and you know, but at the end of the day, you have to find out how to do it. And, and that's what we're here to help you do. And that's what your parents are here to help you do too. So take advantage of of those things. And then, you know, the, one of the other things, and, and you kind of alluded to it before, Dre, was, was, you know, we're human beings and you have the same kinds of issues with your family when you live with them. Mm -hmm. Somebody irritates you. Somebody was supposed to do the laundry and didn't do it. Somebody was supposed to do this. And you just have that conversation. And so you kind of have to look at your issues with your roommates or even other people on the floor if they're loud at night or something. Just asking someone to turn the noise down. You know, you can do that. You don't have to call the RA to do that. You can do that mm -hmm. yourself and yeah. just say, I'm trying to sleep. Would you mind turning the noise down? And if you approach things just with that yeah. kind of attitude, usually people are fairly responsive to you mm -hmm. and and will do it. And And, you know, sometimes it's just letting a bad moment pass and then talking about it later. Sometimes it's just talking about it then and speaking up for yourself and not being afraid just to say something if something's bothering you. Because like I said, usually folks don't know it's an issue until you tell them it's an issue. Um, so take a minute to talk to people. I mean, you guys have any anything else you want to say before we wrap things up here? I think just to stress what we've been stressing the whole podcast is um, communication's key. Um, I'd also emphasize just being understanding of mm -hmm. your roommate or suite mates. Um, maybe evaluate yourself too. Mm -hmm. You know, like why is this bothering me? Is there anything I could be doing differently? Yeah. 
and just be kind. Um, I, I think my favorite point of this whole conversation was not wording it as confrontation, just as a conversation. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be this big deal, you know, as simple as just a little conversation and the lights turned off now and Dre can go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what we all want at the end. So. Yeah. Right. I, I would just say recognizing everyone's humanity. Yeah. yeah. Don't hold resentment if someone told you to turn the noise off. Pretend your sister asked you that. Would you Would you go to bed that night thinking, oh, I can't believe she said that early? <laughs> no, you would completely forget about yeah. it. Remember their humanity, um, and hopefully they'll remember yours as well. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to wrap things up for this episode. So um, we also just did another episode on living on your own and what that's like. So those are coming up together and you might want to check out those episodes because um, there's a lot of good advice in them. If you have any questions that came up from today's discussion or you have topics you want us to talk about, you can always email me at griffinm at wcsu.edu. And Jacob and Dre, thanks so much for being, be being on the podcast with yeah, us. Yeah, thank you. So if you're listening, please tune in again. We've got a lot more to talk about and that'll be it for Gavin Grove. Bye.